0: Right, welcome, welcome. Today's topic is about dating. We know that that's a really big topic, but this is also a continuation for those of you who listened to our episode on hypergamy and its existence in the black community and black relationships. We are going to delve a little deeper and talk about dating. And specifically we're going to talk about three prongs of the dating domain we're going to talk about colorism we're going to talk about age differences in dating and we're going to talk about value versus values so again for those of you who listen to our episode in hypergamy you'll recall that dark one talks about value versus values when it comes to dating so i'm going to invite dark one to speak a little bit more just to get us all familiar with the value versus values discussion. But first, let me introduce our panelists to you. So we have, hailing out of Chicago, we have Tiaf. off, are you out there? I'm right here. Fantastic, thanks for joining Tiaf. Right here in Atlanta, Georgia, we have Helbra. Helbra, are you out there? I'm here. Fantastic. And Dark One is also on the line, is that right, Dark One? Yes, I am. And joining Dark One and Helbra here in Atlanta, Georgia, is your host Luna Ma. So uh, thank you all for being here, panelists. This is going to be an exciting conversation yet again. So let's go ahead and kick things off with the value versus values topic of discussion. So uh, Dark One, if you could just, in a very uh, brief way, just share with the audience what you understand as the panelists collectively what we understand as the difference between values versus values dark one
1: okay i think that uh, your values are your common threads generally speaking that bring people together in relationships meaning if you have similar goals for life you know you let's say um getting a home is important if you're building towards that you want to have similar values you want to save you want to about your shared earning potential. Um, You want to think about uh, how you converse, whether or not each other has similar sorts of consideration, Um, you know, a person's values or whether or not they are considerate or compassionate or if they're team players and things of that nature. The value you have for that person who has those values is different, I think, based on each individual person as well as typically based on your gender. So in our previous conversation, we talked about how some men will lavish really attractive women who don't necessarily have a lot of values that the man is concerned about more so than whether or not that woman is attractive. Whereas on the other side of the gender fence, women tend to be looking for men with different value. One of those values which could be a part of the value is whether or not that man is a good breadwinner or just kind of how the the woman perceives his worth. Is it worth making whatever concessions or compromises for that man? That's where your value comes into play. The way a person sees you, like this person is really valuable to me or valuable to the future goals I have for myself or for us within this relationship. So your values are more kind of how you think, whereas your value is more so what you are bringing to the table in terms of the overall goals
0: got that thank you dark one and we're definitely going to have tea off and help her way in but what i'm what i got present to and what you're sharing is simply put values are what is my potential mate all about right you know are they considered uh, empathetic are they someone who i could really have a deep meaningful conversation about could i invite them on this podcast i mean it makes sense mm-hmm. um and then as far as value what is the worst that i attribute to that person because of my own personal beliefs on what I find valuable about the person I am desiring. So with that in mind, why don't we go back to a discussion we had on the first episode, but just for perhaps some newcomers, I'd like to hear from Helbra and Tiaf on what are those values that you find most important when you're dating? So let's go with you Tiaf. Ladies first, what are two values that you find important to you when it comes to dating?
2: Values, I look at integrity, for one. You know, is that person person of their word? I think that's the first thing that's important to me. The second thing to me, I think, from being, is a person having a good sense of, of humor and how they look at life.
0: Okay, so we heard integrity
2: and how the person views life. Uh, a good sense of humor when it comes to how they view life. I like someone who's serious but doesn't take themselves
0: or life too seriously. Understood. Got it. All right. Thank you for that, off. What about you, Helbra? What are two important values to you when you're dating?
3: Um, I would say integrity as well, but not to be redundant. I would say accountability, being able to hold yourself accountable. And I would say self-awareness, has grown to be, uh, as I've experienced dating throughout my life, has grown to be a pretty important factor that I look for in people. Because if you don't know who you are, there's no way the relationship could work because how would you even know what you want?
0: That's a great point. That's a great point. All right, Helbra. Um, And we're going to definitely unpack these. So um, talk to us, uh, Dark One. You mentioned that you are dating right now. So what are two values that are important for you based on your current mate or values that you found important in general when
1: dating? In re- in relation to my current mate and in general, I think emotional intelligence is one of the primary values to not go over the other values that were previously shared, because I think integrity is essential as well. And, and knowing yourself is also essential. So, but I think then um, if I was to pick a third, it would definitely be emotional intelligence, because I think a lot of people are used to behaving in ways that work for them. And in order to be in a healthy relationship, we really have to balance that and think about what is good for us, let's say. And oftentimes we have to kind of compartmentalize our selfish thoughts and wants and desires and begin to think about the thoughts and wants and desires of the shared group. So definitely, and and that takes emotional intelligence. You know, sometimes you have to put yourself a little bit further on the back burner and say, oh, you know what? This thing that I want is kind of just about me, and I have to really open my mind to think about what is really best for us. I got that. I got that. So um, I I won't so much share
0: about my values because they're in keeping with what you all as the uh, great panel has shared here. But uh, just to recap, Piaf talked about integrity, having a good sense of humor, outlook on life, Uh, Hellbrook talks about accountability and self-awareness. And of course, Dark One, you talked recently, of course, just about emotional intelligence. But I think those are all great. So my question to you all as panelists, let me just throw something out. Let's say you meet for for the males on the panel who are heterosexual males. Let's say you meet a young lady who has her life going and she, for whatever reason, met with some unfortunate circumstances and she's on her last leg, she's not living as they say colloquially here, her best life, but she has integrity and she has self-awareness and her EI, emotional intelligence or EQ is, is high. Do you date her? And then I'm going to come to the, the female panelists. I'll throw myself in that mix when I ask the question for, for tea off. Do you date her? Elbra, yes or no? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll come back to the why. Dark one, do you date her?
1: Yes or no? Uh, if she's attractive yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay say yep. that yeah okay um, yeah, so we're going to come back to the wise we're going to come back to the wise all right dark ones noted all right tee off this question is for you and I'll go ahead and jump in there just to keep it balanced two women uh, having conversation with two men tee off this is for you and me you meet a man his credit is poor he has met with, similar to the other example, some unfortunate circumstances. His credit is poor because he was in a marriage where, unfortunately, his ex-wife used his credit to buy outlandish things for herself. And now his credit is poor. And he's going through a divorce, so his money is not... That's, that's, that's a lot of
1: variables, though. I got, a- I, got to, I got to cut it. I, it. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was
2: about to cut the same thing. That's, you
1: really put really him behind on. the eight balls let's just let's okay all right, all right all right all yeah, right we'll just stop at
0: his credit is poor all right are getting too personal i appreciate you pulling me back thank you darquan um all right his credit is poor do you date him t off yes or no um probably yes or no okay yeah. so we've got a no for t off i'm going to say i'm going to say yes but I, we'll come to the wise now so talk to us darquan you said yeah, I would date the woman in, in the scenario made for you all. Why? Why would you date her if, as you put it as the caveat, she's attractive? And why would you not date her if she
1: wasn't attractive? Okay, so so first, so I'm probably not even going to speak to her unless I'm attracted to her. So it's it's one of these fundamental, not higher-minded things, but just a basic thing. I have to be attracted to someone to approach them, speak to them, want to get to know them better. Once I get to know them better and I realize, you know what? She is not where I, you know, in the ideal position, let's say, um, based upon whatever reason. Um, But if she's got emotional intelligence, then we can have adult conversations about where she is, where I am, where we want to be. If she's got integrity, I know that I can trust what she's talking about, and what she agrees to, because, you know, relationships require you to make to come to an accord on certain things. This is how we're going to do things. These are the rules of our relationship. You know, we're, we're, going to, you know, we're going to have a monogamous relationship. We're going to be open and honest and communicate with each other in a way that allows us to really understand each other. And I also really, 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 and I'm saying it that many times to show how important it is. I really appreciate Helbra's uh, statement on accountability you have to be accountable to each other in a relationship. It is essential to be able to think about the other person as much as you think about yourself and, and be accountable to them. But yeah, I think if, if, if I'm attracted to her, she's got integrity, she's accountable, that is a woman I can definitely work with. The attraction part is just a matter of, I probably wouldn't speak to you if I wasn't attracted to you in the first place. That's really you know, just that basic thing.
0: That's simple and plain. That's simple and plain. Thanks, Dark One. So, Halber, you got a nod from Dark One on the accountability piece. Keep me honest, I have Much to say that yes, you would date the woman in the scenario I um, provided you in Dark One.
3: And what are your reasons why? Just as Dark One said, I think for men, the <laughs> biggest thing is our attraction. If I find the woman visually attractive, then. Pretty much that's everything else would be on the back burner. And we don't judge based on, I guess this topic is more concerned about financial circumstances because you brought brought up credit and so forth. And, you know, it's kind of, I forgot the name. What's that movie with Richard Gere and Pretty Woman? Pretty Woman. woman. It's the classic uh, Pretty Woman story, if I'm not mistaken. He was like this really rich guy and she was like a prostitute. And he basically, as we say, wifed her up. So I think that <laughs> <laughs> that just speaks as you tie into values and value the differences between men and women. And that doesn't have to be necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. It just is nature. It is nature. So we're going to stop here for just a second,
0: Halborough, because I, I want the audience to understand what I'm doing here. I am asking the panelists about what they find are important values. And we're going to try to say that I'm going to push back and I'm going to challenge the panelists on what is someone's worth because I'm hearing a lot about the attraction part, and I I have it that that may be the reason why men and I'm being controversial here find women valuable. But before we go there, let's go to T. Off. T. Off you said in the scenario. Oh, okay. Right, hang on, now. We come back? T. Off. You said no in the in the uh, scenario that was getting way too personal. We stopped at, you guys pulled me back, and we just stopped at his credit is in disrepair. What is the reason why you say, no, you won't date him, even though I shared that he may have some of the values that you find important to y'all? So
2: first of all, before I, I go into that, and I'll be brief, I'm one of the rare women that for me, looks are important as much as looks are important for men, they are for me. A lot of women don't care about looks. I do, that's another topic I don't want to veer too far. Also, the men, you know, you all confirm what I've always known, that you all put looks first, and it really doesn't matter what's going on with a woman. If the men find her physically attractive, they can work with everything else. Now, as far as me and a guy's credit, I say no, because especially if you're in a position to where you think you want to get serious with somebody, and when I say serious, I mean, like, making a future or planning to move in, First of all, I've been through a lot of hardships myself, you know, being a casualty of the Great Recession being laid off. And it took me years to get myself back on track and to get myself to a place to where my credit is good and things of that nature. And I think it's because I fought so hard to get back on my feet. Now, COVID-19 notwithstanding. Let's just say that that wasn't going on right now because we're all feeling that right now. All of us are, a lot of, most of us are laid off right now, but COVID-19 notwithstanding, if things were normal, I personally don't feel that there's an excuse for a working adult to not have his act together, male or female, to be honest. It's not even just a man. I just feel like as an adult, if you're working, there's just no excuse.
0: Now keep in mind to y'all, excuse me to cut across, but keep in mind in this scenario, I shared that he has poor credit, not by any negligence on his part, but as I was going in and help her and and One pulled me back, but I was really sharing some of the context. Poor credit because X, Y, and Z. So are you, I want to make sure that I I get flat on this. Are you saying that if someone is a potential suitor and he has poor credit because he has had some circumstances that led to the poor credit, none of which were negligence? Are you saying it's a flat-out no to date that individual? No write or wrong answer here. Talk to us.
2: And, and, again, based on the circumstances, again, using the example that uh, dark one reeled you back in from, I would not get involved with somebody that's in a process of a messy divorce, and I, I just would not get involved in that situation
1: yeah I want to jump in, so I agree with Tioff. I think that we are all uh, responsible as individuals for our self period, our credit and so forth, our financial status is our responsibility, and I would not want to date a woman who is irresponsible in that way either, and I want to be clear too, when I talk about attraction being one of the primary factors, it is not the most important factor. it is the first step in a long walk towards the ideal situation. So if I'm attracted to you, we can get to know each other better. But I still do not want to date a woman who is terrible with money, who has historically, you know, squandered her money, been irresponsible and so forth, because we're going to form a business unit. And a friend of mine said something to me a long time ago. He said, you should never marry a woman who you wouldn't trust to be the vice president of your company, right? And so, yeah, Yeah, you don't date a woman who you wouldn't trust to be the vice president of your company, you being the president of your company, of course. So I think that way. I'm a little unusual in what I've seen amongst a lot of my peers in that I treat women in many ways the same way they treat me. I'm the sort of dude that will ask a woman, so what do you do for a living? You know what I mean? Early in the conversation, (laughs) because... I treat women the way they treat me. It's like, okay, if that's important to you, Mm. that's important to me too. I want to know where you are, what you're about, what your goals are in life, what you want to do. Attraction, I've met a lot of beautiful women who were wanting in character, integrity, emotional intelligence and so forth, you, you know, no matter how pretty a woman is, it's not going to last if they don't have these other values. The attraction is just the start of things. It is not the most important. I feel like emotional cool, intelligence, accountability, and integrity are more important than attraction all day, every day. But again,
3: I would interject that Dark One and Tioff are representing themselves as outliers <laughs> to what is the general norm exactly and so let's talk about that that was a beautiful transition and segue
0: into the part that i promised the audience i'm going to challenge you guys now so we talked about the values you guys shared authentically you you played along with my scenario would you or would you not date that traditional character well the question that
2: point that i'm sorry i don't mean to no go ahead that i wanted to make uh regarding the credit thing yeah let's do that we didn't have
0: you complete your thoughts go ahead tia
2: yes and this has to do with where i live in chicago in most cities but i found since moving back to chicago you know as you know i've lived in three major cities and when it comes to an apartment for example in chicago it is very difficult to rent an apartment here if you if you've ever had any eviction if your credit is below a certain number if you don't make a certain amount of money, they're just not going to rent to you. And it's not just for one person. If it's two adults that's going to be on that lease, they both have to meet the income and credit guidelines. They won't base it off just one person. If that is interesting. A domicile with one person. So if I was going to get, like living in Chicago, if I was going to get seriously involved with somebody. I couldn't, I can't live with them because if their credit is bad, we can't get an apartment together.
0: I totally understand the context. That's, that's, wow, that's interesting. I did not know that uh, some cities were that strict because um, I do have friends in real estate and they are, Without compromising confidentiality, they've shared with me, you know, so and so purchased the house and this person's uh, companion, credit, would not <laughs> afford them the house. So, good point that you make there, P.R., for sure. So, let's come back now to where I want to challenge the panelists. You all talked about these values. And so, my question here, the challenge is, and we appreciate Helper saying, you know, we have some outliers on this panelist. That's not the general norm. So let's talk a little bit about the general norm. The norm is your values are not, this is my assertion, as important as who you are, your true worth. So in other words, we talk about these values of integrity, accountability, being self-aware, having emotional intelligence. My assertion is for the general person dating out there the typical person dating out there those are not important if he or she deems the person being pursued as not valuable and why would someone say you know what luna ma you're not valuable to me they may say that because i'm weaving in now the other topics colorism and age differences i may be let's say i'm a 55 year old and you know what i've got a couple of aging lines They may look at me and say, for that reason, I don't really find you valuable. Even if you have integrity, you have accountability, self-awareness, so on and so forth. They may look at me and say, your complexion is a shade too light or shade too dark. So now in the challenge, I want to ask the panelists to talk about how age differences in dating and colorism really shapes the value, the worth of an individual, in the eyes of the pursuer or the pursued. Because it sounds real noble when we talk about all these values. That's great. But as Helbra mentioned, the general person, is he or she really thinking along those lines? Or are some of the larger concepts about what we value as beauty, what we hold dear as valuable, such as colorism and your age, does that shape the conversation? Let's go to you first, Dark Juan. Again, just to net it out for you in the audience. How does age differences, colorism, how does that really shape what someone may view as someone's worth? Dark one?
1: Okay. I think, I definitely think age plays a big part in perceived value. But before I, I get on that, I just want to respond to one of the previous points. I think that men's perception of women's value or values, in us being outliers, I think that we often don't. I'm talking about those initial steps in how important attraction is. But later on down the line, and not very far either, all of the rest of that comes into play. So we have to look at the different timelines and when we are considering these values and value, you know, because the vast majority of what people argue about in relationships is finances. So they are in every relationship, you know, and even if you're not arguing about it, you're dealing with it so i think while attraction is important you're very quickly going to get to these values that the person has you know so attraction does not beat everything out you know because if you're both beautiful people and none of y'all can pay for dinner y'all are going to have problems in your relationship if y'all are both beautiful people and you have poor credit ratings or one of you has poor credit ratings you're, you're going to speak about that you know
0: Dark so, One. what about the people here's here's where i have to challenge you What about the people who say, but if I don't even have an opportunity to be auditioning for who's going to be the next Mrs. Darquan because of my looks, if I don't even get a shot at the audition, then it's moot. Even if girl A gets a shot at the audition because she's attractive and later gets disqualified, she didn't really get a
1: shot. Okay and and we can definitely discuss that. Yeah. So, all right. So now colorism and ageism. So I'm I'm 48. Uh my girlfriend is 33. She's 15 years younger than me. So we have an age difference in our relationship. And part of her attraction to me, I'm, I know, as I mentioned, she's an accountant. So she knows my credit score. She know, knows I have my financial life in pretty good order. So that's an important aspect. But I also want to have children. So I'm only dating women who are in a certain age range. Um, <laughs> you know, so that age has a great value. It's it's probably primary right now for me because I'm not going to date women who I don't believe I can have children with or at least safely with. I think at different points in your life, depending on where you are, you have a different value for age. Um, As far as colorism, that is less important to me. As I mentioned before, I'm a light-skinned man. I generally don't date light-skinned women. I don't find them to be as attractive. I think within our diaspora, there is a pretty common occurrence of people of different skin tones being attracted to each other, meaning light-skinned men or women attracted to darker-skinned men or women uh, and vice versa. So I think that's pretty common. And and I think there's something deep underneath that that can be discussed as well. But I think that where we are right now in this popular world, in just a popular culture, everything is acceptable. You know, I think it is really about how everyone markets themselves. Keep that thought. I
0: just want to engage the other panelists because you're touching on some important things here. Guys, I'm out to challenge this notion that values are, are, are what we really are after. I'm out to challenge that. I don't believe you guys. I don't believe you all. I don't believe it because I'm already hearing attraction and I'm already hearing age as some reasons why those values may be the way to get someone to the audition. Now, I'm challenging in a polite in a safe way, but this is for the art of the discussion. So hold on to that dark one. Let's get T off to weigh in and we're going to come back to help. Her. Talk to us about what anything that you heard from dark ones uh, sharing, but also again, to give some more context, to make it tangible. I talk about the audition. Who's getting to the audition? If I am not a certain age, you heard dark one speak. Authentically about what's of concern to him at his age when it comes to procreating. If I'm not able to get to the audition because of my age, my skin tone, what then is there for me? Talk to us about that in your personal experiences. Tia? Wow. Yeah.
2: I, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that one. And I'll, uh, don't get do me wrong, Dr. One. This is not a personal attack on your preferences. Because I've, I've heard this from other men. This isn't the first time I'm hearing a man say this, and this is going to bring up another touchy subject. I don't know how you feel about this. We can talk about this. But like a lot of men who are, would be considered older who say they want to date younger women do so because they say they want healthy children, uh, and a younger woman would be able to provide them that. But scientifically speaking, older men also have the, the possibility of also not producing healthy children because there is this misnomer that men can have produce healthy sperm until their nineties and that's not true. Just like her eggs start to decline after thirty five, so does a man's sperm. But that's another topic. But I think you bring up a good point, Luna Moss, that if you don't meet a certain physical guideline, then yes you're not going to make it to the audition. And I know from my own experience that's true. Like my age, I don't really reveal that, but as far as, like, being a dark-skinned black woman, that has kept me out of the audition in terms of men wanting to have any type of romantic involvement. they sure they want to get physical with me, but as far as any type of romantic or, you know, dating me seriously, it, that, it just never happened. And a lot of it is from what I find, and even not just men, but people in general, men, women across various ethnicities, even among our own people, I don't know what it is about me. But if you know who I am, you know that I'm intelligent and I'm very knowledgeable about a lot of things. But people look at me and they assume that I'm dumb, that I'm not cultured, that I have no education. And then when they talk to me, or they are they talk to me in a way, to they want to teach me about something that I already know about, you know, whether it's culturally so whatever. And I don't know what it is or what I'm giving off. And the only thing that I can attribute it to is maybe my skin color, you know, there's a presumed lack of intelligence when it comes to black people. When I open my mouth, people are so shocked or some of the things that people say to me like, I'm so surprised that you knew this or that you know what this is. Why why would it surprise you? What is it about me that you would think I'm not knowledgeable about certain things?
1: You're speaking to your marketing, though. How are you marketing yourself? I mean, because you're saying that people get a different impression of you than what you really are. So, you know, the way I hear it is maybe you're not marketing yourself in a way that is integrous to who you are.
2: So well, hold on. I think I'm actually pretty good at that, though. But, you know, if people, it doesn't, I do believe that I market myself well. I believe that I carry myself well. But if people already have preconceived notions about you, especially when you're a Black person, especially you are a Black woman, especially when you're a Black woman with dark skin, it doesn't matter how people, how you present yourself. People's perceptions are their reality when it comes to you. And no matter what you do,
0: they're only going to go with what their perception is. They're not even going to try. So we're going to come back to that because that's, that's an important thought there, the marketing. I want help for us to weigh in. and we're, I promise you, Dark One and Off, we're going to come back to that. You know, when I thought about the idea of auditioning, this hadn't really come to me at the time. But I'm reminded of Kanye West catching a lot of flack for his idea of, Auditioning for multiracial women, right? We all remember that back in 2016. So before we dive into marketing ourselves, be it men or women, Dark One brings up a good point. I want to get, we haven't heard much from Helper yet. Talk to us, Helper, about what you've heard, anything you want to tease out from Dark One and off comments, or any of your thoughts around the audition and around what's really considered valuable in the dating market
3: helper? Yes, uh, I would actually consider myself, in this case, as far as age differences, an outlier to most men, uh, including dark ones points. I have pretty much my entire dating life been actually more attracted to women that are older than me. I believe they have more, like I said earlier, self-awareness because they've experienced more life. I believe they're already settled in terms of their goals that they want to achieve. They've already had (laughs) children and that's not really a priority for me at this point in life. And yeah, I just always have a higher attraction to older women. Now I definitely haven't experienced older women having a significant amount of attraction to me in comparison to women my own age, but at the same time, nothing is going to change what I like and what I want. So, the times that I have dated older women, those have been personally the best experiences as far as my dating life goes. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know <that. laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm that's... learning so much, Helper. I mean, so, you, yeah. so you're, yeah. bringing yeah. right. you're bringing up
0: something yeah. interesting, Helbert. You're bringing up T off and Dark One talk, and Dark One honestly and openly spoke about the age difference he and his current partner. <sighs> You're reminding us that there are younger people, be they women or men, in your case, obviously heterosexual male, who likes to date older people. So let me let me pause it there. We got we got a lot going on in this conversation that I definitely want to unpack. And you guys know we always like to wrap up with our closing thoughts. So thank you for that point, helbra I Can get I speak back. to colorism he- too? Yes, yeah, please. Let's talk about it.
3: Go ahead, Helper okay just quickly on the uh, colorism with the dating as the four of us know each other personally the four of us know that I am a very dark complexion male and uh, I would say just from my experiences I definitely agree with T and on a lot of things that she stated um I personally do not you know feel the sentiments that she expressed most of the men she encounters feels but I would say, On the reverse end, I feel my dark complexion is a benefit as far as dating, specifically dating Black women, which is, you know, what I'm only attracted to. Um, I feel dark skin is on a naturalistic level seen as more masculine. And that gives me a benefit in the dating world. I think sometimes a disadvantage can be dark skinned people, as TL said, are considered more unintelligent and hypersexualized. But I would also state that what could be a disadvantage, not that I've experienced it personally, but I think a lot of times when you look at media now, when you look at what is considered beauty in the Black community, specifically and dangerously, I would add, when it comes to children and babies, what we see when it comes to beauty is very light-skinned and racially ambiguous children and babies. I think any show that you watch that features a Black family either one or all of the characters, specifically the female characters are racially ambiguous. You mean like- Oh, yes, that's
0: true. So so Helper, I just want to, because I'm watching the time, I want to come back around. This is, guys, this is why we love our panelists. There's Mm. there's always great conversation and we can Mm. continue forward. So, well, before I move to marketing, Helper, I need to ask you this and then I'd like to hear your sum up. Mm. The question is, you say you find that being of a darker hue is an advantage to you as a heterosexual male in dating. My question to you is, what do you find attractive to black women that as you mentioned, you exclusively date black right. women?
3: I would say that the majority of women that overtly express their attraction to me are lighter complexion black women as opposed to darker complexion black women. And I feel that that's because When it comes to children, which is, you know, on a level of nature, what women see, you know, their purpose bearing children. I think darker complexion women have a fear that if they procreate with a darker complexion man, then their children are going to be dark complexion. Their children are going to experience the same, I would guess, negativity throughout life that they have experienced. I would say that's a disadvantage of me because it sometimes when I see this portrayal of children, you know, all the ish shows, uh, if you look at the uh, Little Fires Everywhere, the Black girls are always light-skinned and racially ambiguous. I would say the way that triggers me is that will there be a time where women just won't want to be with me and procreate children with me because I'm dark-skinned and nobody wants children that are dark-skinned because they're not considered beautiful.
0: And oh my I'll goodness. There. You're,
3: you're dropping you're
0: that's too much.
3: That's too much,
0: Elbra. You're bringing the fire on these points. We're gonna we have to unpack this. Maybe we won't be able to complete everything in this episode. We've gotta unpack that. T off, you wanted to weigh in. I've gotta get back to the comment about marketing earlier, and then we've gotta do a sum up, guys. Thank you so much for such a rich discussion. T off.
2: Wow. Yes, well for me. It's the opposite of hell, bro. Being a dark-skinned black woman. In my younger years, when I was very young, when I say young, I mean like teenagers, teenager. In my younger years, like the dark-skinned boys didn't like me, but the, the light-skinned ones were attracted to me. The dark-skinned ones never were. As I've gotten older, though, now, I mostly attract much younger non-black men. You know, younger men who are not black find me more attractive the older I've gotten, but I just want to say really quick, what I have observed is what you say, Helbra, about dark-skinned Black women may not wanting to have, you know, children with a dark skin, you know, I just feel of like having dark children. I actually noticed that more among dark-skinned Black men, and they are actually have been very vocal about it. I, I actually read a research some years ago. was about interracial dating within the black Muslim community, but still the research I found, it was still a reflection of the black community at large. Well, basically the psychologist wanted to know the difference, why the black women in the Islamic community dated or married interracially versus the black men. And the research that he found, and it was a black psychologist that conducted research, he found that the black Muslim men wanted to marry non-black Muslim women because they wanted mixed children or because they wanted women with lighter skin and straighter hair whereas the black women were trying to marry for more, for basically integrity and having a husband who was stable and could teach more Islam- Islamic values to their children, things of that nature, whereas for the men, it found that their reasoning was more on the physical side and wanting mixed children.
0: That brings us back, off, to value. You know, I want to go back to the marketing piece that Dark One brought up. Thank you for your, your share, off. When we talk about value, is it truly these these lofty ideals around integrity and emotional intelligence and self awareness and kindness and compassion and love. Is it really those lofty ideas or does it come down to truly what we look like, what we're packaged in? Are we packaged in 50 year old skin or 20 year old skin? Are we packaged in a darker hue or a lighter hue? Are we packaged where it's curvy for women and muscular for men? Is it more on the... Dare I say animalistic attraction Absolutely. or is it more in lofty ideals? And if it is, then dark wand segueing back to marketing, how do we market ourselves? Because if I am marketing myself curvy with a certain aesthetic, be it long wavy here if that's in, or short natural here if that's in, and I and I wanna make sure my posterior is curvy and has the men say, ooh, we oui. Are we marketing ourselves? How do we market ourselves? Because I don't know if I'm raising a child, if I should have her market her ideals or
1: her physical appearance. Talk to us, Arquan. Okay, so we have to go in chronological order. So I think that, I think we have to do all of those things. And we have to take all of those things into consideration. And that is the complexity and the beauty of our diaspora. Because ultimately, no matter where we are, we have to make it work well for us.
3: So Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so I'm really happy to hear Tioff and Helbra talk about the benefits of being dark skinned. <laughs> you know, for, as like for, for me. Well. <laughs> you know, y'all are really really For well, cool me it definitely right now. hasn't been a benefit for me, that's for sure. Well, for you me, know, they, 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 they say be, being dark-skinned is back in style right now. You know how they talk about that? <laughs> like, For men, yeah. For black life, men, but not for black women. Well, I think it depends on where you are and where you're doing your marketing. So... My entire life, I do, I, think, to myself, I
2: do think white men like dark black women better than more than we, dark gonna talk black about men city, do. We're going to talk about black
1: women, though, liking dark skinned men and, and vice versa. So here, let, let's, let's, let's jump off on it. So my entire life, I've thought to myself, man, it would be great to be just dark like the rest of the normal black people and not be light skinned. Because, as I said before in the first episode, you are accepted, you know. So here's the thing. I think we've all talked about, other than uh, Luna Ma, who's, of course, just kind of facilitating for the most part. We've talked about the benefits of being dark skinned. You know, there are numerous benefits. And again, there are numerous challenges. I will admit that as a light skinned male. I will admit that. But the thing about it is, is that and this is for episode number three, the topic of why do dark skinned People like light-skinned people. Why are they attracted to light-skinned people? There's some, what I believe, uh, historical, you know, racial slave stuff that's built into that understanding of why the color of your skin, why dark-skinned people want to get with light-skinned people so they can have these coffee-colored babies to be more accepted, right? That's another topic for another day. But where we are right now, we are seeing a resurgence in the acceptance of darker skin, Definitely from a male perspective, because darker-skinned males are perceived to be more masculine. We light-skinned males are perceived to be less masculine, softer, you know? And so I always felt like my dark skin brothers had an advantage. Like, I was always like, man, if I was dark-skinned, everybody would be pregnant. So um... <laughs> but That's the problem for
2: Black women, though. Because dark skin is perceived as masculine, dark-skinned Black women are
1: also perceived as masculine. I feel you on that. And I have to think about that before I respond. I feel you on that one. But from a light-skinned man's perspective, I do not consider dark-skinned women to be more masculine. I consider dark-skinned women to be beautiful. And so I have always been attracted to darker-skinned women. And I think probably because I can associate to some degree with light-skinned women, just being light-skinned, period, and the perceived benefits that they have. But they are not perceived, and by their own you know, darker-skinned people, not perceived to be as black which has always been a negative thing for me right so while it may be perceived as an advantage and some people may play it as an advantage I have never seen it to be an advantage within my own diaspora because I never wanted to be anywhere else I didn't want to be accepted by anyone else I didn't care about anyone else's perception of me so you know it was never important to be light-skinned it was more important to be accepted by my own people Dark One, sorry to to cut across. You're really teeing us up for
0: a great episode three. Let's do this. Dark One, you are in your summary time now, and then we're going to move next to Helper, and we're going to conclude with tee off.
3: Okay. So...
1: Ageism. Everyone has a different perspective on ageism depending on their age and what their goals are. Again, that holds moving scale. So if you're a younger, dark skinned black man, per se, like Helbra, and your priority is not necessarily procreating, you have different values that you're looking for and a different value for women. I'm an older light-skinned black man who procreation is important. So I have different priorities, but depending on where you are in life, you will have different values and value that are important to you. So, and I don't think any of that is wrong. I think all of that is just natural of where you are in life, you know, and what you want out of life. And I think that as far as just colorism, we, we, and, and marketing yourself, let's get back to marketing. Yeah. So, and back to Helber's initial point of knowing who you are. You know, so I have been lucky enough to have a good sense, at least, of knowing who I am. And there was a point in life where I said to myself, you know what, you're getting a little chubby. You need to start working out. You need to start marketing yourself better. You know, and if you know me, you know, I've spent my whole life running around in camouflage and I'm not going to wear what everybody else tells me I'm supposed to wear. I'm not going to do what everybody else does. I'm going to be against the grain all day, every day. And at some point I said, I've already won that battle. Now, if I want to win the next battle, I have to start playing the game that most people are playing. And I started playing that game. So I started wearing what my people are supposed to wear, being how I'm supposed to be so that I can attract the sort of mate that I want. So I changed my marketing strategy in mid-stride in order to achieve the goals that I wanted. And I think that we can be rebels with a cause all day, every day. But, you know, the majority of the world is going to be different than what we are. And at some point, I believe we have to sometimes make changes in order to acquire what we want out of life. And so, you know, I had to work out, dress differently, behave differently, accept things that I was completely against as an idealist the vast majority of my life in order to play the game that the majority of Black women are playing.
0: Well said, well, well said, uh, Dark One. So lots of great discussion here, uh, Helper. So we've talked about colorism, check. We've talked about age differences in dating, check. We've talked about valued and values, and I came in with a um, devil-may-care attitude and said, I'm going to just throw a monkey wrench in it and say, I don't believe you guys when you talk about these lofty ideals of empathy and compassion. I believe it really just comes down to what you look like. So what are your thoughts, Helbra?
3: Yeah, I'm just going to address, address it from everything combined. Uh, I would first like to start with, uh, I believe the argument was from Luna mon from off that you know, for women, it's more just about what you look like. I would say the same thing goes for men. Uh, you know, women generally aren't gonna want a man that's short uh, a man that's not in shape. So those men have to just figure it out. I work in the hospital with people who have suffered traumatic injuries and have certain disabilities they still gonna have wanna have a social life and date. They have to figure it out. So to summarize, I think just like in the workforce and in your career and in other parts of your life, when it comes to dating, it's about knowing who you are, knowing what you want and figuring out how to go about getting it and nothing else matters. And just a quote that I always live by, you don't get what you deserve in life, you get what you're able to negotiate.
0: Word, helper. Wow. Can you say wait, that one wait, more time. You, yeah, because you still got time on your three minutes, brother. You still got
3: time. Yeah, one more time, helper. You do not get what you feel you deserve in life. You get what you are able to negotiate. One of my favorite quotes. Yep. Is that an original helper, or is that something no, no, that you picked up in no, your research? No, I will have to uh, look up who, who that original quote comes from.
0: Please do, so that we can uh, acknowledge that individual. Well said. Well done, (laughs) Hellbred. All right, so we're moving now to tee off. Tee off, I know you're about to tee off. We talked about marketing. I had it that when we women, can we get to the audition as heterosexual women and heterosexual men? Dark one just talked about, well, yeah, women, you guys don't want the short men and you don't want the men who are out of shape, but as heterosexual women, we're used to being pursued. So for us, To just get to the audition, even the short men and the overweight men, if they've got what we consider value, we still, we may still give them a chance, but at the end of the day, do we get to the audition. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us, (laughs) but (laughs) do we get to the audition? So uh, Tiaf, talk to us about the marketing aspect. Talk to us about colorism or differences in dating, any of the topics or one in particular, your three minutes begins now.
2: So Dark One came out of the bag on me, like, how are you marketing yourself? I I haven't had a man ask me that question, at least not recently, that I can recall. And I don't know. That's something that I need to reflect on because I thought I did do a good job of the way I presented myself. Um, but I do always feel that there is more that I can work on, I'm, you know, trying to lose more weight and revamping my wardrobe, trying to develop a more. Not that I have a masculine image, but just like an even more softer Feminine image, I don't know if that would make any difference, but I do tend to reflect on, I'm always reflecting on what can I do better, not even just physical, how can I elevate my life condition on the inside so that it reflects on the outside? Those are things that I do think about and that I'm currently reflecting on so that I can try to, any, I'm, I'm always down for self-improvement, anything that I can change, I'm willing to change it. Um, but as far as what Luna Ma just talked about, like, I do find that women are a bit more flexible when it comes to looks than men are. I personally, looks are very important to me. I can't do the overweight guy, I'm sorry, I I can't do it. I don't have height requirements, I don't care, a guy doesn't have to be six feet for me to date him, but he has to be good looking, he has to be in relatively good shape. He doesn't have to be cut and super muscular, but I can't, I can't do overweight. I I, I personally can't do it. But yeah, I don't know, I just think like, as far as age, you know, I am a woman who prefers younger guys And not even so much that I prefer younger guys. That's what I tend to attract. It's very rare that I attract men my own age or when I do, I'm not into older men. I never have been. And when I do attract men who are significantly older than me, they're they're the dusty type. Quite frankly, the hobos on the street. And, And I'm not checking for them, but... You know, that's typically what I tend to try when it comes to older, but I mostly attract younger, and that's what I um, prefer. But as far as, you know, colorism, I just think things are a bit more difficult for darker skinned black women because traditionally that's just not the look that society has been conditioned to believe is acceptable for a woman to have. We're not seen as feminine. We're not to to be rescued When a man thinks about the kind of woman he wants to provide and protect, we're typically not what comes to mind because we don't represent that feminine and delicate ideal.
0: Okay, great. So, um, that is, you know, so much at play here with this discussion. I'm I'm making some notes here for our next episode because I think, honestly, the discussion around marketing really is a great segue into the black girl movement, right? And we talked about that as being a potential next episode, but, you know, are the black girl, um, magic movement members, are they marketing themselves in a way that makes them more desirable when it comes to the dating domain or not? I don't know. Things to explore. So my takeaway from this uh, episode is quite a bit. Um, hopefully those of you listening will weigh in and share with us other topics that we can expound upon from today's discussion. I think this has been really rich. We have done our best to cover some really meaty topics, colorism, values, and um, we talked even about age differences uh helbra and dark one openly spoke about their age differences when it comes to dating uh t reserved the right to keep her age concealed i understand ashe sister and uh you know so we've got a lot that we can talk about but i i think dark one really has set us up for a great discussion around marketing because how are we presenting ourselves and we know that we are uh, as a famous rapper once said we're not just uh Uh, business, man. We're we're a business, man. We have to market ourselves, right? So we are the product. So I think there's great discussion to be had in our next episode. I'm going to do another quick round robin. Final thoughts from the panelists. Of course, you know the topics well. We have discussed colorism. We discussed age differences, value versus values, and I pushed on Are you guys really just, you know, giving me what I want to hear as far as values or is it truly what you're out to create in your partnership? So quick round, Robin, as we close here. Dark one, talk to us.
1: Yeah, I think that attraction is not primary. It is it is initial and there's a huge difference in what is initial and what is primary. No matter how beautiful you are, you have to have good values for us to be able to get along and work as a team. And that's what really counts because being attracted to someone will get you through a couple of dates. But when you get to the point where you're starting to talk about marriage and, you know, really building a a family unit or even whatever sort of construction you want for your more than one person unit, you really need those values to be aligned. And so, um, you know, I think that it's about where you are in the relationship. I, I acknowledge 100% 100% that attraction is initial. But I think when you come to really building the constructive stages, as they say, norming, you know, there's storming, norming, and all that. When you, when you start to figure and out what's going to be the normal state of your relationship for the future, that is when the values come into play. And that is truly what is most important because all of this dating stuff is irrelevant.
0: Moving on to Helbra, that was great. Okay, Helbra, go ahead. You're one-liner in the interest of time. I agree with everything Dark One said. Okay, that was easy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Halbra. off your one-liner in the time remaining. I agree with you, mom, that when it
2: comes to what we say we want and what we actually do choose, we're not as noble as
0: we'd like to believe that we are. I agree with that as well. (laughs) I think that's a great place to end. Thank you all. And for those listening, please go ahead and give us your comments for additional episodes. Thank you for joining the Tangent Podcast.